Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6 1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, what's good? It's Black Trey, and I got a show called Growing Up the Same with Jason Madison, where we talk to guests about their childhood memories that I'm sure everyone can relate to. 
You even get some life advice at the end. Our show has featured guests like Dom Kennedy, JJ Reddick, Baron Davis, Brian Koppelman, Bolani Jones, Mina Kimes, and many more. Be sure to check us out on the Black Opinions Matter feed under the Count the Dings Network. Oh yeah, and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Hey, what's up? I'm Darren Ravel, and I am this week's guest on the Kicks and Shit Show. What's good, everybody? We are back. It's your boy, Gerard, and your girl, Gabby. Episode 59 of The Kicks and Shit Show. Bam, 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 bam. Are we here for the whoop whoop or no? Not I mean, no, nah, the, the whoop's cool. Like, we can do that. Like, that's like, you know, you're kind of kind of feeling it. Was you're it like, like a whoop, there it is, or? <laughs> Shouts to tag team. No, uh. Back you know... <laughs> again for a new episode, y'all. <laughs> It is. We we are recording this on a on a morning, and you know I typically prefer mornings. Gabby does not. So one, I appreciate you uh, adjusting schedules to make this happen. Uh, two, the puns, no matter what time of day, don't stop. Right? You 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 continue. You're like Diddy. Can't stop. Won't stop. I was just gonna say can't I, stop. I, I knew stop. it. I see. That's why I preempted and mm-hmm. <laughs> cut that off. Beat me to the punch. I was gonna say. I feel like the delivery is still there. There's just a little bit of a tape delay early in the morning. But you know, I draw sometimes like that's what a partnership is, right? <laughs> you know, is. sometimes you'll do late night episodes at eight o'clock, <laughs> and sometimes I do early morning episodes at nine a.m. Neither of those are early or late, guys. That's a joke. It's just that you know it's interesting about that is that everyone like as you get older you I mean you should probably know right like what your peak hours of productivity are right like yep. I think you know if you're working you're doing whatever and you know listening to a podcast the other day and this person was like yeah for me I'm more of a night owl so like I know I can get my creative juices flowing and do whatever and I'm like yeah I think peak creativity for me is like 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. like after two it's like I got nothing. I think I'm literally the opposite, which is why we're the dream team, Gerard. I think for me, peak hours are like between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. I And I think, you know, this pandemic and working from home and also having the luxury of working on the East Coast, but having clients and mm-hmm. team that are on West Coast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm living my best life over here. You, you Maybe it's not my best life because 7 a.m. has become early morning for me, which let's be honest, that is not early well look we we are thinking about moving to i mean not actually physically moving but getting a kicks and shit west coast office perhaps you know west coast studio um you know la is nice i was gonna say this time of year all times of year (laughs) so you know we'll we'll see what's happening maybe we'll uh we'll take up some residence near delilah hang out with waz when he goes to delilah's on sundays (laughs) i'm here for that (laughs) Shouts <laughs> to our guy oh, was who, uh, as of last week, he was telling us he only goes once a week to Delilah. Although you know it may be upping itself to two times a week soon. <laughs> I appreciate that though. You know the world is starting to open up. It is. It I is. think they're even just judging based on like the traffic level. Mm. People are excited to be outside and and back at it. Right. I know it's a weird time. I don't think. 
people have spatial awareness anymore and remember how to act in public. <laughs> and, you know, I'm very grateful that bike shorts are still a vibe. Oh, bike now shorts that the for you, open. always the vibe. Wait, always the vibe. Are you, what is happening vis-a-vis? Currently the- wearing bike shorts? Yes, I am. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I wasn't asking that because I already knew. Jersey Shore, are you going to be hitting up the Jersey Shore this summer? Or are you like, meh, I don't know. Um, I think I will be a little bit. You know, I, I do want to clarify, though, for those who are not familiar with the Jersey Shore outside <laughs> of MTV True Life and the Jersey Shore TV show that somehow is still on the air, even though they have kids and way too much plastic surgery. Um <laughs> There's a lot of Jersey Shore that's very different from what you see on TV. My family lives down there. I don't think there's an actual bar in the town that they live in. They're right on the beach. It's very nice. They have an art gallery. You know, oh, you're, it's like you're in the art. Hit me up, y'all. I'll give you a friends and family discount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very adult. You know, um, I, I do want to transition, Gabs. Like, art gallery, you know, that's, that's good stuff. I think, who knew you had a, a artsy side to you? It's very, it's very... That's nice. There's a lot of sides to me, Gerard. You know, oh I'm like See, a blooming onion. Just peel back those layers, dip me in a little ranch, and then call it a day. Oh, God. Right? See? You see? Always got to take it too far. But I, I will say, you'll appreciate this, though, because as you know, I've been traveling a little bit. You know, yes. I'm mm-hmm. very excited to be out of the house, fully vaxxed, fully waxed. I, 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 I was waiting for the... You knew I was, it was coming. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I feel like you're, like, typing to me as we speak, being like, please don't say wax again. We don't need to know about that. Too personal. Put some sleeves on that outfit, call it a day. Um, But when we were down in Florida, I was working remotely for the week. Uh, My FOMO was very appreciative that we had rainy weather during the week and Mm. then it was sunny on the weekend, which Mm -hmm. is why I have these fruit stripe gum tan lines at the moment, looking real, real cute. Um, But there were girls in trucker hats, which not only made me feel very old, because everything from when we were younger Mm. is back. Like Von Von Dutch trucker hats, like those? Oh, no, they were the airbrush trucker hats. Oh. And we were like, what does it say? And it said, thought shit. Wow. And so we were talking to them. And I was like, are you guys here for like a bachelorette party? Is this a birthday party? They're like, no, we are here for a Jersey Shore themed evening on the town. And I've never been so excited and offended at the same time. Because <laughs> I'm like, first of all, they clearly are channeling Snooki <laughs> from like the early days of Jersey Shore and Seaside Heights. Like, oh, God, God bless MTV with that. Uh, yeah. television gem or whatever you want to call it but Would we say I do want to say <laughs> I mean the fact that most of America knows what GTL stands for I would say it was a cultural phenomenon maybe we'll put it that way instead of a gem it could be a dull gem, an uncut gem you know, many different kinds of gems but <sighs> I, they were so excited to meet us because one of the girls that I was traveling with actually currently lives down the Jersey Shore we, I felt like we were celebrities. They took pictures with us, and I was like, wow, people really have not been out of the house in a long time. <laughs> but thought shit, though, really? Like, I'm way too old for that. I'm going to be I, like, yeah. you can't have the S as a dollar sign, ladies. Like, this is going to end up on social media when your future jobs are looking for you. The S is the dollar sign. Uh, but I, I thought it was, because we didn't have one last summer, I thought it was Hot Girl Summer. Is it? Is it also Hot Girl Summer? I mean, every summer should be hot, hot girl, girl summer. Every summer should be. I agree. Right now, I mean, it's 86 degrees and it's 9 a.m. It's hot girl summer, whether you want it right. to be or not. It, it is actually literally hot Humidity girl, girl summer. Humidity girl summer. Why don't we call it that? There you go. Wait, you, you mentioned New Jersey Shore, and I have to tell this story because not about the show, but about the actual physical New Jersey Shore. So this was right. sometime in the, right before, so like 2007, 8, somewhere in that range. Uh, down at Belmar, 
uh, and I like to go to the beach in the morning on Saturdays, like, you know, get there, like, right before, like, 8.30, so, like, sometimes you get in before the lifeguards are there, so, you know, they don't have to worry about paying your, I mean, they eventually find you, because they come on and check for your badge, but, you know, you get on early, and then I leave by 2 when everybody gets there, and it gets crazy. Anyway, so, you know, get there, I'm like, all right, let me go grab something at Dunkin' Donuts, whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's a little bit of a line at Dunkin' Donuts. We're waiting, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I hear some young men who I would assume you would classify in that Jersey Shore kind of mold. Because the as a bro? Uh, yes, as a bro. Because the conversation is about, yo, what are we going to do today, bro? Like, that literally was... I, literally, I'm, literally bro. Yeah, I won't I, believe it. You don't need to tell me. I don't need to fact check this one. I am <laughs> not exaggerating. That was... I was like... First of all, my I was like, "Why so aggressive on the on the ask?" Like, it's just so like, right? I was like, "Just what are we gonna do today?" Why so like, "Yo, what are we gonna do today, bro?" I was like, "Jesus, bruh. <laughs> right? I was like, "God damn, okay." And then the response was, "Man, I got a lot of shit to do." He's like, "Oh, we gotta go tanning, man. We gotta tan, bro." And I was like, "Oh, this is like this is like legitimately out of the." He's like, "But wait, what are you gonna get?" And then it was like, "What are we gonna get inside?" I'm gonna get a culotta, put some Red Bull in that shit, and drink it. And I was like. I was gonna say that's where the bro is coming from. It's like an IV of of Red Bull and Jaeger, depending based on like wow. the timeline of this story. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> if they spend a little afternoon at Dejois, other more commonly known as DJs. But you know, local folks. You trying to make DJ? Make sure to make DJ sound classy when it is anything but that. <laughs> it's anything but classy. It is a black hole in the middle of the daytime. I, my favorite's whenever I, I'm down there with my parents because they were a town over from Belmar, and we'll drive by it. My dad's like, oh. That's where your old roommate used to go. I, I, when I first moved to Hoboken, just for context, I think you know this. Yeah. I lived with a guy. Let's call him Danimal. That's what. <laughs> let's call him. Dan- ev- first of all, his every, name is Danimal. Everything about Danimal is embodied by Danimal. Yeah. And by Dejois. Like custom tank tops, like bro tanks for <sighs> Dejois. I can't. Oh, yeah. So I, every yeah. time I'm just out. drive by, even like years later, mind you, Danimal now is an adult, married, has a child, you know, beautiful daughter. Um, still, and my dad still, was still like, has those leanings. is Danimal in there? Is he in Dejois? I'm like, I don't know that. I don't think so. Hopefully, hopefully not for him and his wife and his child, but he's not in there. But it, it, it just, that whole like experience, like, I'm like, it's but experience. I said, but the culottes already got like caffeine in it. Why are you now adding Red Bull on top of that? And like, so much sugar. Right. Like, like, do you need to even be more? Hyper- but it was a coffee culotta? Yes. Bowl, or was co- it like a watermelon, one of those like blue raspberries? Man, I don't even know. But this is the idea of like, I'm going to get a culotta and then put Red Bull in it. I was like, take a hard pass on everything about what you just said. <laughs> right. I'm no, just like, no, thank you. Literally, no, thank you. But anyway, that or is. No, so- thank you, bro. <laughs> bro. Um, I do want to uh, transition something really quickly that I thought saw that was interesting. Um, Brooks, the you know running shoe company, we had an episode about running shoes um, early on in our run here, and like we were like, oh, why can't running shoes be more fashionable? They're so like, but you know, it's running is really about function, right? I want to make sure I have stability and I don't break my ankles or hurt my Achilles or anything like that. They are going to have the first carbon neutral shoe. I saw something, and I was like, Ooh. oh, that's interesting. And I feel like it has, it would have been a company like a Brooks, right? To do something like that. Like these kinds of, not that, I mean, look, Nike does their whole sustainability materials and all that. And I say um, New Balance is doing a lot of cool mm-hmm. stuff in the sustainability space too, especially with Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Like a lot mm-hmm. of cool things going on. And I think that is sort of like, you know, not the new wave, it's here, but 
that's something we're going to see a lot more of, trend. right? Yes, where it's mm. like, ooh, you're doing something with, you know, carbon neutral? Okay, we're going to do that too, right? And look, I, I, I'm a champion of that, right? Like the earth is a very precious thing and we are doing bad things to it. So I think, you know, if we if, if we want this earth to keep spinning and, and doing its thing, we, you know, need to be much better about how we utilize products um, for creating all the different things that we have. No, I totally agree. And I love seeing when brands are doing things for good like that. And, you know, I know we talked a lot on last week's episode about New Balance as almost one of the top three. I've seen a lot of New Balance on my feed ever since Waz mentioned that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny that Puma wasn't actually on his list, which I found very interesting because I think there's a lot of cool stuff coming from Puma. But like even some of the collabs, some of the designer partnerships Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. New Balance, some of the um, not just fashion designer, but like shoe designer partnerships with New Balance have been really cool. Like I've had my eye on the Bodega New Balances for a while and Mm -hmm. some of the Kawaii 997s -hmm. are really fire. I like that it's a little bit of like a functional, fashionable. I feel like if you like Nike, that's like a good gateway silhouette that it doesn't necessarily (laughs) feel like you're in a monarch. I feel like some of the New Balances for me are a little dad shoe, but not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah depends on your vibe um but and i think it's a comfortable shoe which is also why they're winning right it's like Without question there's a lot of interesting colorways and and vibes but it, uh i think just seeing what's going on with brands with retailers to me has been really fascinating I, that's one of the things that i love most about social media like i want to give shouts to our guy kari for doing mm-hmm. an amazing job hosting an Allen iverson focus yeah, yeah. Uh, ig live on foot action and i think you know seeing brands like foot action still not just like doing IG lives now that the world is opening up, but being relevant, having engaging content. Followers were going up the whole time. Like it was a vibe and you know, not for nothing. I have to say, I loved seeing some of our KNS guest fam on the show. Mm-hmm, Mally mm-hmm, Mall, Liz mm-hmm. Beecroft, Jazzy, you know, it's like, that's the fam. But it, it just shows that like, this, this is like this new normal of sneaker community and culture. But I love seeing that it's still living on social and there's still a home for it and brands and retailers are still recognizing the need for this content and the desire for it, especially like it's Allen Iverson's birthday. It's a big year yep. uh, anniversary from the draft class, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. maybe the best draft class that ever was. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah, that, that, that yeah. draft class was pretty good. Fire. No, I, I think, you know, so we're talking about nostalgia, right? And nostalgia is the thing that it's very popular, right? Like it, 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 it sells. I mean, it's the reason why we do remakes and reboots and right. It's it's all about nostalgia. Retros. I mean, retros. If you, I mean, of course, that is like the number. That's all that that is nostalgia. Yeah. Um, if you watch the Watchmen series on HBO, I mean, they had nostalgia pills, right? As as, as a major plot point, right? That's a big, big part of it because we're always trying to tap into memories of. I don't want to say, you know, simpler times, but times where we were happy and, and times where things seemed different, right? I think that that's what's really important. And it's interesting that we talk about that because our guest coming up is someone who, you know, is really big into nostalgia in a, in a different way from the sports business side of things and collectible. So stay tuned. Gabby, we're back and we are not alone. We are joined by... Sports business reporter. He works at the Action Network. You may have seen him way back in the day on CNBC. He is into NFTs, collectibles. You might see his Twitter feed, which is always an interesting follow, so make sure you do that. Um, And he'll post pictures of, like, tickets from old games, jerseys, all kinds of things. It is Darren Ravel. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you for joining us uh, this morning. So I actually want to start in at there with nostalgia because that's something that Gabby and I kicked off the show talking about. You know, that is something that clearly is it matters to you, right? Like that's why you're into these different collectibles and these various things. What is it about nostalgia that speaks to you so much on a personal level? Well, listen, I think especially during the pandemic, uh, you needed to go back to what made you happy when you were a normal human being. <laughs> and I, I would say, and this is always hard to say, and it's kind of anecdotal, but uh, children of the 80s are probably more nostalgic than most. Um, I think some of it has to do with, I mean, like if you look at all the cult classics that came out and, you know, like e even in the movies in 19. 86 alone you know ferris bueller mm -hmm. and top gun and all these I, i'm not saying every generation doesn't have their greatness but um i just think people of of my generation uh people who are between you know 40 and 50 really uh i think they do over index in nostalgia and i as someone who loves to tell stories and loves to go back um it's I mean, I think it's something that just tugs at the heartstrings of, of people. And it's one thing that you can go back to that naturally makes you smile or be happy. No, you're, you're dead on with that mm -hmm. because I am firmly in that born in 78. So to me, everything from the mid 80s is like the greatest thing ever, right? It's, greatest thing, I mean, shouts to Ferris Bueller, best movie ever. <laughs> Ferris Bueller, yeah, we, we have we got this on eBay. We have a sealed copy. Oh, I love that. Ferris Bueller, make sure, make sure if you get, if you're collecting VHSs, that you get, uh, that it's sealed. It has the movie tape on it. You got to have yep. the movie tape. The movie tape. Make, make sure it has the year, by the way, of the move that the movie came out. Not like five or six years later, just protecting people. They start oh, loving love nostalgia after this. Well, because there there are people who are definitely trying to take advantage of that, right? And and hustle them and like, oh, I've got this original, and you're like, nope, doesn't have the movie tape. I, got, I know that's not you real. Got, you got you got you got to quickly know what you're doing. Um, you know, you can't start getting into collecting something and not. I mean, I was talking to someone yesterday about the sealed iPhone ones because it was the 14th anniversary of the iPhone ones coming out. And, you know, uh, someone says, hey, I got an iPhone 1. It was a deal, you know, $9,000. And I'm like, I guarantee you, I guarantee <laughs> you that that's not an original seal on that, uh, you know, on that. And, you know, then we're talking about sealing fraud. You know, I mean, yeah. it's the same thing with sneakers. Yeah. It's the same thing with sneakers. Mm -hmm. you, could, you could get pretty damn close, as, as, as you guys know. For sure. And so, obviously, as someone who's into collectibles and nostalgia, uh, the, the next question I have to ask is, how does your family feel about that? Dable, your wife, because I imagine you have garages and rooms full of stuff, and she's like, what are we doing with all this? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, uh, she, she, she doesn't love it, but I can tell you that my collection is worth a lot. Um, and I would say what's interesting now is like now you have everyone talking about the dollar and what's what's the dollar worth and you know um how do you uh kind of de-risk yourself and so putting money into memorabilia is not necessarily spending it it's moving your money to a different place mm -hmm. and so you know i think after i've explained that to my wife the idea of just having if you're going to put it in crypto if you're going to put it in nfts if you're going to put it in shoes the bank is offering nothing right now. It's <laughs> offering nothing for you. So if you can be smart and move it sideways to something else um, and have collections, 
and talk about it and be in the places where people are going to be, I think it's a smart way to put your money in. I don't ever buy something that I think is going to be worth less than the day I buy it. That makes sense. And that's, that's actually a, a good a good mm-hmm. rule of thumb, right? If I think it's going to be worth less, I'm not buying it. That's actually pretty, pretty smart advice. Unless you're going to wear it. That's the only <laughs> thing. If you plan right. to wear it and not sell, trade, totally agree. I, um, I do. I actually do wear my, we'll get into this, but I do wear my shoes. I don't just keep them pristine. Um, I'll, you know, I'll wipe them down and make sure it's not raining, but I do, I do wear my shoes. I think well, it's very, important. we are advocates of that livestock versus dead stock over here. Mm-hmm. So you brought up shoes. Let's talk about it. You have been covering uh, the business of sports for a long time and you're intimately familiar with companies like Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, et cetera. What, what have you seen as it relates to those companies and sneakers over the last 20 years or so? Definitely seen, uh, kind of the figuring out of how to make, you know, the, the sausage, how to, you know, like I remember I, I went to, when I was doing a, the documentary on Nike at CNBC, I remember, uh, there was a room of a 14 year old inside Nike's, um, HQ. Mm. And they would, they would put th- take things in and out and we asked to film it and they said, no, um, <laughs> But, you know, so like the this science behind figuring out the hype, um, you know, like, is the sneakers app good or bad? Like, OK, well, you're trending every Saturday and Sunday, <laughs> right. right? Like whether people Toxic are mad place, or yep. not, right? Like thinking about that. And, you know, there 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 is a sneaky science to delivering hype and the line between hype and you didn't do enough. And the line between being a, a a shareholder of Nike and having a fiduciary responsibility to put out enough shoes and not doing too many Jordans and retros and 15 times doing the, you know, whatever, uh, I, I think there's all – that is what fascinates me the most, the tension, mm-hmm. the tension between – making a lot of money mm-hmm. and continuing to stay viral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's brilliant. I, I think they don't get enough credit for it, but I think Adidas has done a pretty damn good job of picking what they want to like be viral. Um, and I'm keeping the easies out of it, but like more like, you know, I think they've done a really good job with the Stan Smiths mm-hmm. over the past five years. Um, materials, um, you know, I, anyone who who uh, watches my Instagram, I'm a big New Balance mm-hmm. 327s guy, the big ends. Uh, I think there's been some great innovations, and I just hope that, you know, people aren't cheap and they just do what they like and, and buy what they like instead of what other people like. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hardest part, though, right, is, like, it's hard to buy what you like when there's so much hype around it. Um, do you see this resale market as being like the new regular way to get sneakers and how we consume? Yeah, like listen, I th- I think uh, eBay's authenticity guarantee, um, StockX. Um, you know, I'd like to see the grading of sneakers happen, the real grading, like what's a ten, what's an eight. Um, I'd like to see uh, uh, the. Um, uh, boxes get authenticated and you be able to to have the whole box authenticated together if it just like it's a card um so i think there's something there for people who are collecting i mean it's never been for me it's never been a problem um 
zagging because I, I don't like to be like everyone. Like, I, you'd be surprised. Like, yeah, you show up with the Grateful Deads and, like, you know, or you show up with whatever, like, whatever's the the hype shoe, the Heinekens or whatever people are talking, or the Dior's, and people are like, oh, my God, those are those. But, like, I think the what are those yes. is much better. Like, what are yep. Like, you know, like, this is probably, like, my show stop, one of my show stoppers. <laughs> nice. You know, like, you know, like, you get the... the but the, seriously, though, what, what are those? <laughs> those are amazing. No, so it's the, it's like the, I don't like know what turf. they're called, but they're, they're, they're like, it's, it's like all turf. It's yeah. like and, one turf with the treads on the sole. Yeah, I love the treads, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like a golf shoe. You I know, would like, call those the happy Gilmore's if I had to name like, them. Yeah, like, or like, I mean, sometimes you have to go to a different brand, but like, you know. The, oh, okay. The yeah. Saucony's, yeah. The, yeah. the Saucony mint chocolate chips. Yep. Love that. Spoon, great colorway. Ice cream on the inside. Oh, ah, love that. So, yeah. So, like, I I, th- I, I think the, I think water, people uh, don't really have a good sense on the what are those and how much that is worth. Mm-hmm. You get credit. You get more credit when you you're not a follower. And, and I think that's a big shift in the sneaker culture, though, because even a few years ago, and I know Gerard and I, when we started the show, talked a lot about that, how the perception of collections has evolved, especially during the pandemic. Originally, it was all about Jordan 1s or the retros and the 11s and how many different colorways you had. And I, I totally agree with you, Darren, that now it's like, wait a second, is that a custom? What is that? <laughs> Where did you get it from? What year is it from? You could, I you want to know more. You could actually look at the evolution of the mm-hmm. red carpet, and I've kind of seen this, um, you know, because I was on red carpets in, God, 2000. <laughs> uh, the, the, the evolution is like, yes, you'd be a follower in the beginning, but like then people are looking down and be like, oh, where'd you get those? Are those you know, limited edition or whatever. And I think you do get a whole lot more credit now um, for for being an innovator. That being said, I think there's still, I, I'm amazed sometimes when really cool shoes come out and you can get them. Yeah. Like, you can get them. Like, okay, I know Sperry isn't a brand that we <laughs> care about, but like if they're going to do a like rocket pop red white and blue uh sperry like dock cider thing and it comes in the actual like rocket pop box amazing like you bet i'm you bet i bought them and you bet i'm checking the shipping so that i could show up like a baller to a 4th of july <laughs> get out of here like that it's not totally even agree. you know like uh, so so I, I, I love that and that's kind of why I steered into doing collecting some some food food shoes because I just thought it was just different. I was gonna say, do you save the boxes though? I'm looking uh, very I mean, so, so there, thoroughly there, at your collection behind you. So I can't you know, I get probably around seventy percent of my shoes for free. So, A man after my own heart. I love it. <laughs> so so the truth is okay. I can never like ethically sell them ever. So, like, the value is kind of means this. That's probably the only part of my collection where, like, the value really means nothing because I can't really sell them. Now, we did have one catastrophe with my wife. Um, I got the uh, Uncle Drew Kyrie's, and I got the the locker with my name on it. Uh, And the locker was, and and I don't, again, I'm not looking at the StockX stuff for this because I'm not selling it. But apparently, like, the locker 
like made the shoes like four or five thousand dollars and the wife you know was like i can't stand this is so big it's like metal we got to get this out of the house and <laughs> took it upon herself to come into the office and throw it out um which like okay i'm not selling it but it still seemed like a disaster to me that i didn't have that like that but that but that's that's hard for all shoe collectors like where are you putting the boxes yeah you know? they know it's true <laughs> The uh, what's As it called? Gabby sits with the boxes. Well, yeah, she has her boxes behind my, her. I was say, I have mine all in my boxes. But I also, you know, I'm in a shared space, not a, a home that I own. So that's also part of that. I think, you know, if it were up to me, I would have a beautifully designed sneaker closet and could maybe make like some but wallpaper. I, I, think, I think it's interesting that the boxes themselves, like, I'm surprised that 1972, 73 Nike boxes aren't more collectible. I agree. Um, when, you, when, you, when you think about, when you think about, um, when you think about how important it is on the OG Jordans and the 85s and to have the original box, I mean, it's basically everything. Mm-hmm. It's probably around 30 to 30% of the price. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think about that, like, why wouldn't the box itself, why aren't boxes themselves collectible, especially from back in the day? That's actually That actually surprises me. You can get a nice you know, old Nike box with the thinner Nike logo for, for an affordable amount of money. Yeah, 100%. I wonder if the quality also doesn't last. I know for me, especially having like larger stacks, the weight of different sneakers, like that's where in my next uh, sneaker closet life, we'll have dividers between a few of the different boxes to take some of that weight off because I wonder if that's where, especially as the boxes age and the materials deteriorate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I can imagine you looking that that would actually be a fun comedy. You looking for an apartment in New York City. I need <laughs> I, I need three hundred spa- uh, feet of living space and I need about twenty three hundred square feet of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Bathroom down the hall, no problem. Yeah. But as long well, as I have the space, we're good. <laughs> our, our friend Jock Slade, he, um, the Container Store now has the extra large boxes, right? Which now those can the drop top fronts can fit the box inside of it, right? So that's kind and of good. And you can good. have your high top stand up. By the way, it's amazing to talk about talk about a company, and this is something I love. This type of stuff. Talk about a company who has angled into this space. These are all behind me Container Stores, mm-hmm. you know. They they have really there was a whole lot of inadequate stuff. They have really and by the way they've raised the prices on yep. these individually. It's like nine ninety nine now when you break it down. Even if you buy the six versus mm-hmm. like six ninety nine, they have angled into this space brilliantly. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing for a company to do that and just realize that there's just a need for it because it was just so inadequate before with like the wood racks or mm-hmm. you know to figure out like. You know, the, the delta between being able to easily stack this and having someone build your closet is right. obviously. Yep. And they're affordable enough that when you see that, like, six pack for $30 or $20 or whatever it is, I know there's a lot of, like, hack and imitation oh, yeah. brands <laughs> from that. But when you when you think about who's actually buying these, right, it's not the average the average person who has a couple pairs of sneakers, it's someone who has multiple pairs that that adds up. No, yep. that's a, it's an investment. Darren, you mentioned NFTs before, and that's a world that I think is so fascinating. Like f- for our listeners and our viewers, can you just give, give them the quick sort of like NFTs for dummies? Here's what it is and here's what it means. And if you want to get involved, here's what you should be thinking about. 
Right. So, so an NFT is a non-fungible token, and what that means is that on its face, it's not worth anything. You can't trade it for a dollar. It's not automatically worth anything like something that's fungible, which is like, okay, like I can I, I can give you four quarters and you can give me a dollar or whatever. So, But that does not mean it doesn't have any worth. It is inherently worth something based on what it is. And it's a digital asset. Um, you can store it digitally. You can store it on your phone. You can see it's on the blockchain. So it's fingerprinted. Um, and depending on how many additions there are, you could then sell it to someone. You have ownership of that. And it is then known. The whole chain of custody is known. So the for the owner, from the owner side, um, it just it just means that you know you have the rights to own this and you can easily sell it. And unlike sneakers, where you know it's very there's a lot of friction involved which is oh i've got to send it to ebay the authenticity guarantee is there and then i got to send it to someone else or i got to post it somewhere i got to post a card on ebay but in order to do that i got to get it graded it's frictionless so it's just like that um sneakers have actually been most among the most successful um I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but you know, Fuocious, um, you know, had had a, a, a sneaker where you get. I just think the best way to protect yourself, if this NFT thing goes or not, is to have some sort of physical something. Mm-hmm. And so, the ones where you get a digital shoe and then a physical shoe uh, is something really cool. Now, if if, if your uh, listeners and watchers want to get into this, what you have to realize is. One of the rules is you have to keep the NFT for like five weeks just because they're like making the shoes and then sending you the shoes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's can't you can't unload it right away. But and sometimes it's a pair of shoes and sometimes it's one. So Mm. be careful on that, too, because that makes the difference between whether you might wear it or it's an art piece. Um, But I think shoes have definitely been there. I'm surprised that like the Nikes of the world haven't kind of gotten into it uh that much um but uh it might be coming i'd say for nike probably right which is something that they do probably wait and see right let's see the other brands jump into it first and if they suck at it oh or if they do okay now we'll, i mean the- there's there's always concern i would say there's always concern that something isn't the next big thing i don't think that's the way to i don't, I don't think waiting helps um you know like if it's not the next big thing so okay move on I would say for, you know, I've consulted with a, with a couple athletes and I think the one thing I keep saying to them is, you know, if you have something physical, again, like people will not go back on you and say, you know, oh, you're a fraud. Like it might not be the next big thing, but like you don't necessarily want to offer something that's not a value that's a cash grab that people get angry at you later on. And so I think that's that's really what athletes have to worry about or brands have to worry about. But once you have that physical thing, I think that takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah, for sure. You know, you're talking about the athletes. We've seen a sort of evolution of the signature shoe over time, right? And for Nike and Jordan brand, it's like, that's like the holy grail, right? It's like the Jordans are what it is and everybody kind of chases it. And I know just from the numbers, not every signature shoe does well, right? That's just the nature of, of the game. Do you are you seeing that that is just sort of how things are going to be now because there are too many different choices? Are we never going to have? I mean, you can never say never. Another athlete be okay. This is now going to be the new dominant shoe force, and it's going no, to take over Jordan. I, I, I will say though, what I'm most fascinated about 
is athletes who are not necessarily connecting who have a great signature shoe. Okay, so like Kyrie. Mm -hmm. I mean, his logo is so great. Mm -hmm. His Mm -hmm. colorways are, and his stories are the most relevant. Mm -hmm. I see so many kids with Kyrie's, and it's like, I mean, he's not necessarily like the most personable or the most, you know, like (laughs) the one that you're going to gravitate to. Mm Uh, even though he does have a game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously his personality hasn't been the greatest, even though he's in Brooklyn. But but yeah, but like when the Kyrispy creams come out, like, <laughs> you know, like those are awesome. You know, like you have and the, and I think that the Kyrie's that 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 line has paid attention the most to kids. Yeah. Oh, more than the LeBrons, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know. The Nickelodeon shoes, whatever yeah, it is, SpongeBob like, collection, yeah, absolutely. Spongebob. I mean, so 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 that's an interesting thing to me. Like, is it about the athlete? Okay, it's the athlete, but like, how much effort are you putting into, you know, the colorways and mm-hmm. the stories? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think that's just an interesting lesson to me. Not like Kyrie is like the ultimate control because he's not like we're not saying he's like Brooke Lopez or something like that. <laughs> but, I, I, but I do think it's really interesting to see. I don't know who's running it there at Nike or why it's that way. Maybe it's Kyrie himself, and we should credit him. But like, that's just an example of like paying attention that stories mm-hmm. and colorways and and licensing deals they all count. Yep. And I think, you know, for me, I talk a lot about the, I know Gerard loves the Kyrie's and I think it's a light, comfortable mm-hmm. shoe versus a LeBron, which Bulky. aside from LeBron, it's, it's heavy. It's a heavy yeah. shoe. It's a hard to wear shoe unless you have that kind of build. Like you feel like you're wearing like weighted clogs <laughs> on your feet. Um, but I like, I think the KD is another underrated silhouette where they're okay. doing a ton of cool stuff with prints and patterns it's, and colorways. Like, yeah. And, and it's a, it's a comfortable shoe. It's really functional. But I've never seen sneakers outside of like more of a fashion shoe that have like a Versace inspired print or like a leopard print until uh, the Zoom Freak Ones came out. Like I think that's kind of changed the perception of looking at sneakers almost like a canvas, not just necessarily in terms of licensing and branding, but what can we put on this that's cool? Like I always think of Erin with like the groovy pattern uh, and the like the Murakami inspired like flower child uh, Kevin Durant mm-hmm. sneakers. Yep. Oh my you know, God. like that's so different for a basketball shoe. So the so floral, the floral trend has thrown me off completely. <laughs> like the first time I saw it, like two or three years ago, I was like, "No way!" On a, like a men's shoe, and then like you know, I think that that popped up. Um, you know, with the KDs, I I mean, I, I absolutely there's there's certainly been something there. I love the humongous swoosh on the Giannis, you know, on the Zoom <laughs> Freaks. I think, you know, if you think about Nike's tried to do other type of swoosh stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the mini. Was that on the Air Max One? It, it, the yeah, mini, the Air Max One. I hate mm-hmm. the mini swoosh. I am not I'm not a fan there. <laughs> uh, but like the big, I did get, I have the, uh, I have the Coming to America's. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love the 77 blazer. Oh, love that shoe. Yeah. um, Yeah, so, so, yeah, no, I think it's interesting that materials really haven't come that much to the lower end. And I think, I think it can. It doesn't have to be that crazy. Um, But I, if you look at the, I, I, I know that this is 
not the the show for this, but like I'm going to talk about myself. Like if you look at the 327, the New Balance 327, mm-hmm. look at the material. So I have uh, 19 colorways, and um, if you look, at the, it's not only colors; it's different materials, mm-hmm. and like. I'm discovering them every time. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, is that like mm-hmm. suede on the back? Is that something else? Like, I listen. I don't know who they're doing it for because, like, I feel like I'm the only one hyping them <laughs> up. But like, but that's amazing to to use materials. I think I think you know everyone's like, how much more can we do? How much more can we go? And it's like a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And New Balance is having a moment, right? I think. You know, Nike and Adidas kind of are who they are, right? In terms of like the one-two spot. But Puma, New Balance, and I love the sort of refreshes they've done. They are really like, because they know they're not going to go for, the, the one spot's not in, right? That's not a realistic thing. But that's but, okay. Right, and it's totally yeah. fine. You can carve out a lane. And again, there are people who are going to be like, that shoe's great. Like, I'm going to buy that. And here's a great collaboration. I, I think those brands, and New Balance especially, man, they're doing some really, really cool stuff. I love it. The last athlete thing I want to ask you, Darren, is about... Zion, do you think the Jordan brand and Zion Williamson is that going to be a thing? I don't know. Um, you know, I felt like they signed him first of all to like to protect the shoe blowout. Yeah, like they yeah. had to sign him that way. Um, by the way, I did score a ticket to the shoe blowout. Um, nice. It, it took me a year to get uh, that. Like almost impossible. Um, but and I'm trying. I want to get it slabbed to say uh, President Obama in attendance. Nice. Because, like, when Zion <laughs> shoe blew out, it's so funny. Like the the gif is like Barack Obama going. Oh, <laughs> <you see> that? <laughs> okay. um, but uh, I don't. I don't know if they're gonna. If it. If it'll be a successful breakout. I feel like. Um, I feel like we're focused now in basketball on like Durant, like. Uh, you know, getting above the crowd and like, you know, I feel like we're we're focusing on shooters and not mm-hmm. when we always have. I mean, mm-hmm. centers never sell shoes and big guys never sell shoes except Sha- if Shaq goes to pay less or something. But like, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know that. I think that would be a, a challenge. Mm-hmm. I still think we're we're geared towards, you know, guards and jump shots mm-hmm. instead of dunks. That makes sense. Yeah, I do think, though, I, the way that they designed that shoe, going back to, like, what you were saying about Kyrie, it does have almost, like, that childlike superhero vibe with, like, the Zorro-style Lightning Bolt Z on it. So I, I'm interested to see how that shoe evolves and if it does evolve, because that's another one that I think could act almost, like, as a canvas instead of it being, like, an iconic silhouette on its own. I think there's a lot of room to play with colors on that one. Yeah, I agree. I, I like I like the matching of the hair and the mm-hmm. Z. And the, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some really you know bad logos out there and really bad ideas, and I <laughs> I think that can fly. I'm not making any guarantees. <laughs> so obviously, we know you're big into the collectible world. Um, what are some things you're on the hunt for right now um, that that you're that you're trying to add to your collection? I mean, I'm always do. I like listen. I think I think I'm. I always I'm always talking tickets. I have for the last year. I think the idea of a sports card not being tied to an actual moment. You don't know when that picture was taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like actual tickets uh, are something that really drives nostalgia home. I got this on eBay the other day. So so this is uh, nice. this is Bill. Ooh. 
a Clint a ticket to the uh, to the floor for Bill Clinton's impeachment. But you always you always got to go the and of course he wasn't impeached. But you got always got to go the the extra mile, yep. which which is the uh, the the date is February, mm-hmm. which was the day that's uh, so this was that ticket. Um, that's the day that. Uh, he, he he did not get impeached, so it's that day. Um, so I like tickets, um, and I like checks too, like which yeah. is so weird. Um, <laughs> and I like um, I'm going to make an announcement here. Um, I like I like movie props. Um, I did win a movie prop yesterday, uh, so this oh. will be this this will be exclusive to your show. Love um, it. Love it. I got the Nike shirt that Forrest Gump wore while he was oh. running. <laughs> that's amazing that's awesome. are you gonna frame it is it so i don't i don't know what my plans are okay. uh, i do know as you know gabby uh that i always have some sort of editorial calendar to hit talking about mm-hmm. uh, when it's happening so um this show is gonna air i think what july 3rd yeah yeah so. yep. so 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 um I guess I'll ruin this story too, but on July sixth is the is the uh, uh, anniversary of Forrest Gump coming out in ninety four, July sixth, nineteen ninety four, and uh, there's a special story with the running uh, in Forrest Gump. Uh, they wanted to do it like CG, like they wanted him to run in different places, but on a, a screen mm-hmm. or a background. And Tom Hanks wasn't having it. He's like, no. I actually want to go to these places in America, nice. <laughs> and uh, and the movie house was like no, and he's like what? He's like no, I really want to go to like each place, and then he goes, they go, he goes, I'll pay for it. Nice, okay. okay and he's like he's like, but there's a deal we got to make. I got to get a couple more points on my equity in this movie. So it turned out that because Forrest Gump did so well, that. Paying the expenses to the running scenes actually made him fifty million dollars more. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's wild. And, and Darren, that made the movie better because you could, if it was CGI, oh you, yeah, you would just be like, "What? This sucks." You wouldn't care if he just felt like running. Yeah, yeah. He he was just running, and then <laughs> invested in a fruit company. <laughs> <laughs> I never had to worry about money again. <laughs> I never had to worry about the like, It's yeah. wild, though. Yeah, it's wild. A story. So anyway, I knowing that story and knowing that I could tell that story, like again. I was like, you know, this was in like a big auction yesterday, like Indiana Jones's hat was in it, which I was always worried about. I'm always worried about that. That's some of the things that you don't really have in shoes. I think, you know, you don't really have these type of auctions like everyone's in their own world, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like in the like. You know, I mean, you could you can see consummated sales and stuff like that, but the auction, you know, like I'm always worried when I'm in big auctions that like there's people in here who, you know, are in here for another reason, mm-hmm. and then they're going to say, "Oh my God, that looks cool." So like, yeah. I think it's interesting the shoe world and how people buy. I think it's still very like, you know, there's there's a community once you buy it, mm-hmm. but there's not necessarily a community like while you're bidding on things. Maybe I'm wrong mm-hmm. there, but I, I feel like everything's kind of in its own silo. No, I agree with that. I think it's uh, the resale culture is very interesting in that sense too, right? I think some people are in it just for the value because they know. It's trendy. Some people are genuinely in it because they want sneakers. Some people don't sell and some people do sell. But there's not, to your point, a lot of 
interaction up until that point. It's like, look what I got or look what I sold, not the actual auction and the bidding process. I'm going to totally show, show you guys one more thing, and I know it's a shoe show, but this is this is. <laughs> so uh, I own the only storyboards to Rocky Two that still that still exists. So every single scene. Um, and this weekend, I got Sylvester Stallone to sign five of them. Nice. Oh, he did sign it. Amazing. Oh, look so, at that. Okay, so, that's really So cool. they're amazing. Each punch and everything, and then... Look at that. Sly Stallone at the, at, the, at the bottom there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, I, 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 think, I think storyboards, too, are things that uh, are collectible. I actually tried to get the Adidas... Uh, boots that he he wore not mm-hmm. the actual ones but like the style the yeah. wrestling style 1981 adidas boots that are red white and blue um those are hard to get they're like 600 to a thousand bucks um and uh eventually that might be a piece i'd like to get him signed That'd be i dope. think i think shoes to get shoes you know for signings is is also pretty like kind of age-old shoes when there's when there's things there like you know you get bobby knight you know the former indiana coach mm-hmm. and you, know, you should you should try to get like i mean there's there's often like a lot of this you know old type of shoes that you could get for very little money and then put a signature on it yeah for sure i bet you, i mean i'm sure someone has it but the chair he threw across the gym see now you're going to get me into that story <laughs> they actually, they actually, so there was actually like 13 of those chairs and after the game someone just put it back so they didn't know which one it was mm. so they don't have it i am trying to get a ticket to that chair game the indiana purdue game of 1985 I have not gotten it yet See, but. I, I i knew i knew where his mind's going that, that's how he's thinking about <laughs> things um all right folks this is i mean this has been great we are gonna do much more with dan Ravel because coming up next is america's favorite segment Shoe and tell, and we already talked about Darren's uh, shoe collection he's building around food, so I have a feeling some of the shoes he shows us is going to have some kind of food connection to it, so stay tuned. What's good, everybody? We are back, and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by AnotherLane.com, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. You know, guys, we talk about Chad and Adina all the time, and it's actually interesting that we have Darren on because... Darren's like the king of nostalgia. And look, Chad, the the COO of, of Another Lane, he's all about that nostalgia. Again, this man travels the ends of the earth to find sneakers. Like, And you've heard some of the stories already on this show. Matter of fact, yeah, we have to get him back on to tell more of his sneaker tales of flying and taking connecting flights to get a pair of shoes. I agree. We got to get the god back on the show. The sneaker god, yes. Mm-hmm. Chad is, I mean, he is sneaker galactus for a reason, right? I mean, the guy, the guy knows what he's talking about. All right, Darren, this is your show, so show us what you got and tell us a little story behind it. I like the costume change as well. I mean, yes, White Man Can't Jump. Let's first point to that, which, come on, way better movie than any Space Jam. Like, come on. Yes, the Space Jam thing is weird. Over time, it's gotten better and better and better mysteriously. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I'll go go through to any brand on food, like to get a food thing, so like, you know, you got to go with the Patrick Ewing Grillo pickles. Uh, I love that. I mean, you know, That's it's awesome. got the, it's got this Ewing, and then it, and then uh, you know, it's got the uh, oh yeah, and the basketball hanging. I love it. So we we like that. 
so Darren, are you are you a dill pickle guy? I, listen, Grillo, Grillo pickles are ridiculous. Uh, they're like a, a a next level pickle. So there's dill, but I'm not I'm not like the sour sour. No. I don't I don't okay. want a pucker for my pickle. I'm closer <laughs> I'm closer to a uh, to a fresh fresh pickle. I got gotcha. um, But yeah, um, so that's one. Uh, these are. Um, like sample shoes, I still have it, but the, but so this is uh this in a, this is the Georgia peach ice cream yeah. sandwiches. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so I think that's like a kind of a cool like bottom like the ice cream. Yep. Sandwiches. Yep. Um, I do like both Saucony Dunkin' Donuts shoes. Nice. Oh, cool. They kind of look like Hoka's those the, ones a little yeah, bit. With they this. look like Hoka's a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it has like the Bart Simpson donut. Oh, Love that. I like that. Dunk it on like the that. bottom. Um, yep. I don't have like the shoe that started it all for some reason. Um, the shoe that started it all were the Gilbert Arenas Benny Hanna shoes. Ooh, hibachi. Uh, I yes. love that. <laughs> that kind of like started it all. Um, but. I Who here has not loved that had a, a great experience at Benny Hanna's at least once in their yeah, life? I mean, yeah, yeah. multiple and, times. Especially I, being I, from I, Jersey. <laughs> An institution. <laughs> exactly. The, the 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 garlic butter can't oh. ever. No. Oh, so um, good. Mm. I uh, I do like um, when there's like a tremendous uh, like a tremendous bat. So the best side piece, for lack of a better word, really, um, <laughs> to a shoe is the uh, is the New Balance. Balance big league shoe bag. Love that. That's awesome. Amazing. Just like I would say, maybe it rivals the Ben and Jerry's um, Mm -hmm. shoes with the who are the influencers. I did not get a free pair of those. I like was like, who is on this list? (laughs) Who's getting a chunky dunk? It's not me because (laughs) I know no the chunky dunks yet. So anyway, it's really cool. And 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 the shoe is just tremendous. So like you know, oh yeah. And then you got the guy on the side, and you got you know just it's just really well done. And inside is the big league chew. I love um, that. I that's, that's well done. Too much. You know what I mean? I think some yep. some collabs take it a little too far. Like mm-hmm. it's still yeah. you get the simplicity of the shoe and the packaging. Oh, I, I will say that um, you know Puma has done a really like I did get the gummy bear shoes. Did you see those? Ooh, I've not. Let me see those. You have them with so, you. So uh, where did I put the pair? I love gummy bears. So the. Uh, so the this is the box. Oh, uh, the pan, where is the gummy bears? I, 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 got, <laughs> I, I look at that right, right in those drop tops. Them yet? But you got oh yeah. I like yeah. the detailing on those too. Right, and then mm-hmm. the tongue is great. And then oh, um, there is oh where is it? Oh, I hope it didn't fall off. There's one there. Uh, there's like uh there is a hanging gummy bear somewhere. Oh, I do have the bocce's. They're right here. I love it. Oh yeah, look at I mean it's that's awesome. you, I mean kabachi. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> uh, you know, I I I just like to get like sometimes I'm obsessed with something, so like I actually haven't ever worn these the uh the Leroy Smiths, the man who yeah. Michael Jordan. You yep. know, we got those 
Um, and then, as I said, like the the uh, the just just all the different iterations of the New Balance three twenty sevens. I love the yep. fact that they're looking shoe, no logo, mm-hmm. and then like the run up on the love back, that. like a nineteen seventies running shoe. Um, yep. Let's. I think we should rename this to Abby's favorite segment, not just America's favorite segment, because this is everything right now. But then I also I also like video game shoes. So I see Puma did a cool collab as well. Right. So like this is this Ooh. is very limited edition. It's the yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, the Madden Twelve. Shoes, Those are amazing. Um, which are pretty cool. And then I loved you know as a child of the eighties. I mean, for ninety dollars to get like Super Mario on yep. the. Oh yeah, and like you know, to have like the the controller. The tag is yep. perfect. I mean, again, again, I'm I'm not telling. I'm just telling people here. Like, there's some great stuff going on. You don't have to have like your friends approve. Like, I know that like it's cool to go on the sneakers app and not get your shoes seven hundred times. I oh, know that's what? a cool thing, <laughs> but like. It's actually pretty cool to like see there are shoes out there that are like ninety bucks that you can mm-hmm. get like the the um, the white castles I heard the Puma white castles mm-hmm. were still available like three or four days later like that's what's so interesting too and we talked about this a little bit last week and the week before like a true sneaker person is going to appreciate the design and the collab and they can go into a sneaker store and find a ton of things that they love come on crave i love crave Mm -hmm. like like, that's great the white house the 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 bricks on the bricks on get out of here i mean that's (laughs) crazy you know so. I felt that way about the the Adidas Star Wars collab. I felt mm-hmm. like that sat for a long time and kind of flew under the radar. But the Night Joggers and like the R two D two and C three PO were amazing. Yeah. Oh, oh well, there we go. There we, there we go. That's what I mean. I feel like they did such <laughs> a great I job I with that collab. And I, it actually, sat. I actually did have to buy those on StockX, but like, but like, yes, there are amazing collabs that like just people aren't doing. Now I did need yeah. to get because the Seven Eleven uh, went down and did not actually happen. I needed to yep. go to China and get a fake pair of those. <laughs> I so, went to China to get a fake so pair. We, so uh, it was actually very nicely done. I'm not going to give. I'm I'm, I'm not going to give uh, promotion to to the site, but. Uh, Look at that! Look at that! The old that's. <laughs> That's actually, you know, I mean, again, to 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 the if you walk on the street and have that, no, no one's going to be like that's no fake. One, no one will have any idea other than right. like, why are you walking in those? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true because they released the what the couple pairs that, that people got their hands on for like two and three then, grand on StockX and that, yeah, that was it. And then, um, and then I'll just show you one more pair. Uh, so this is this is the pair that I got made for uh, Kobe's funeral. Um, uh. So I got oh. the 8 and 24, and then yep. we got the logo, and then uh, yep. one of his quotes. Those are beautiful. And, uh, and a new, uh, newspaper clipping, and then the Kobe Sig on the side. So, Are, are, are those on a pair of Cole Hans? They are. Ah, I see that, that Nike connection. That Well, that's a Nike connection. Yep, like. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's pretty much, uh, you know, where where I'm at. That I mean, wow! See, folks, again, 
as Darren said, and as our guest Waz said last week, like it doesn't have to be what everyone else likes. Like that's it should, it's not it about should, it that. Should, it shouldn't be. I'm just telling you right. the value of people staring at your shoes and being like, you know, what are those? Exactly. That those were some interesting shoes. Darren, tell the people where they can find you. And your uh, at Darren Ravel on Twitter. I'm on the Action Network. Um, at Darren Ravel on Instagram. Underrated follow, even though I'm not in a bikini showing you the latest tease. Um, you know, it's taken, taken me a long time to get to 50,000 followers. Uh, I, I wish I were a woman, um, you know, with all the assets. But sometimes you just got to... You know, just do great content. So you, you got you got to just work with what you got. If you got that. You gotta work I, with what I you will got. tell you that you know, even though I'm at fifty, about fifty thousand followers, you know, I have roughly one fifth of my followers follow my stories. So you know, like it, it's important. I think as you get to like number counting, being an influencer, I think it's important that you you figure out exactly how many people are watching your things because I think mm-hmm. I think quality means something. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And and so for me I got to Instagram late and and I just I wanted to stories came out like the day I joined Instagram and I like I said, okay, well maybe I can be good at that. So that's pretty much uh, where to find me. I am going to give away give you a giveaway. Oh um, I uh, so, so I will give away a signed Phil Knight business card to Ooh. one of your listeners this week. Look at oh, that! Guys. Wow! We're gonna so post you, guys figure, you guys got to figure out how to how to do it, but. Uh, Hey Love guys, it. that's a pretty good thing. Phil Knight of, of Nike fame. Of course, if you watch this show, you know who that is. That's a, that's a big deal. We'll have to figure out how we're going to select our, our winner for that. So we're going to have to tie it to some follow metric or something. We'll, we'll figure something out. But folks, that's been another incredible episode of the Kicks and Shit Show. We want to thank Darren Ravel so much for joining us. And as always, you know where to find us. We are part of the Count the Dinks family on the Bomb podcast feed. So you can find us on the original Bomb show, Woke Bros, Crazy Sexy Cool, Growing Up the Same, Rap Names, and of course, us and as always we are at kicks and shit show on all social media platforms and until next time peace some people take the straight path in life But at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more.